If you're sick of the mainstream sports outlets, well, so was I. So I started my own show. I'm Shane Larson, and this is the Game Time Guru. It's different than other talk shows. I'm providing a panoramic view on sports so you can see them through a different lens. So buckle up and let's go. What's up, everybody? Thanks so much for joining us for yet another episode of the Game Time Guru Podcast. And I'm Shane Larson, your host, coming at you today with an awesome interview. Every week is an amazing interview, and this week is no different. We've got an awesome guest going to show you how things happen behind the scenes at these sporting events. And the reason I brought him on is because I've been to many sporting events. I know you guys have too. And we always see the finished product when we're at a sporting event or when we're watching it on TV. But we don't see the behind the scenes of what it takes to get it started. And then during the event, how do these people keep the fans engaged? Well, that's why we're bringing on the director of fan engagement for the minor league baseball organization, the Myrtle Beach Pelicans. You're going to like it. On the phone with me today, we've got Hunter Horenstein. Director of Fan Engagement for the Myrtle Beach Pelicans. Hunter, thanks so much for joining us today. Hey, what's up, Shane? How are you? Thanks for having ah, me. Yeah, I'm doing well, man. I'm excited to have you. Funny story is, is I follow this this group on Facebook. I've been following this website called Work in Sports. And in this, I, I also listen to their podcast because it's something that I'm very interested in. And randomly, just the other day, um, I'm on this Facebook page. I see Hunter pop up on there and I'm like, dude, this would be an amazing guest for my show because it's going to bring a whole new dynamic to what I'm trying to do, and that's deliver a panoramic view on sports. So that's kind of where I, I came in contact with Hunter, was on a Facebook page for this thing called Work in Sports. Um, but Hunter, let's get to know you a little bit and you know who you are and what you do. So first off, Hunter, where are you from? Uh, originally, I'm from uh, California. I'm born in Long Beach, so I'm a SoCal guy. Um, but uh, currently, I'm in uh, South Carolina. Uh, with the Myrtle Beach Pelicans, I'm the director of fan engagement um, for the Pelicans, and we are the advanced A affiliate of the uh, Chicago Cubs. Nice. Okay, so from California all the way to South Carolina, what's the the, the differences like in culture over there? Do you miss Cali? Uh, I, I do. I think I. <laughs> I mean, obviously it's home, um, but uh, fortunately I'm I'm at a beach, so. Uh, it's not too different than what I grew up with. It's a little more humid, and the mosquitoes are a little bit bigger. But other than that, uh, it's uh, it's not a whole lot different than uh, than home. Um, they uh, just swap out Mexican food for for Southern food out here, and uh, and that's about it. <laughs> nice. All right. All right. I like that. It's just kind of a different culture, but in a sense, it's like yeah, like you said, it's just swapping one thing out for the other, and it's kind of the same thing. It's cool how sports can take you across the world, even if you're not an athlete yourself or like you know a coach or something. But even in, when you're in the sports realm, you're the director of fan engagement for the Pelicans, the Myrtle Beach Pelicans over there. Um, it's taking you to different places, which is awesome for learning and development and growth and everything, not just in sports but in life. So, uh, what's your history in sports, if you don't mind mind me asking? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, I grew up playing uh, playing ball um, all the way through about high school. Um, realized pretty at, a, at an early age in high school that everyone was a lot bigger and stronger and faster than I was. So that uh, yeah, sports and moving forward was probably not going to happen. Um, but I did want to stay in sports. I knew I, that's kind of the realm I wanted to work in. Um, and uh, went to school up in San Francisco. Uh, interned for a couple of minor league independent teams. Um, even actually, even in, in high school, I was on the grounds crew at Blair Field, which is the home for the Long Beach State for the dirt bags. And uh, so I've been around kind of just baseball and sports, uh, you know, since I was pretty young. Um, but uh, fortunately now kind of working, working in the business, um, 
This is uh, I just finished up my second season here in Myrtle Beach, uh, and my sixth overall working in professional baseball. Uh, and that's been at a number of different ranks. Um, I've done the collegiate, I've done the independent, unaffiliated minor league ball, and now obviously an affiliated minor league baseball. Um, and kind of been all over the place and done a number of different roles, uh, whether it might whether it's ground crew early on, whether it was community relations, promotions, media relations. Um, so it's just kind of been part of my life, and I'm very fortunate to uh, to have made it a career because. Um, you know, if, if you can't play, uh, this is the next best thing because you get to stay in, in the sport. I love how you brought that up. Uh, I, I love it because so many of us, the, the vast majority, actually, there's a very small percentage of, you know, athletes who actually can make it to the next level. And then actually after that, make it to, you know, professional realm and get paid to do what they do because it's just there's so many. And then I like how you mentioned this and not in a negative way, but you mentioned that kind of like reality set in, in a sense, when you were in high school, that's kind of what happened to me uh, as basketball was going on. I felt like I was really good at basketball, but you know, I was six foot two and I was a shooting guard and I wasn't the fastest guy in the world. I could shoot all day long, but then, you know, reality set in that, uh, yeah, it's going to be a lot more difficult to, to make my name at six foot two in, in basketball when everybody else is like six, three, six, four as point guards in the NBA. So it's very difficult. And so reality set in and you kind of made that, that transition to still be in the sports world. And I love that. I think that's awesome. And you're, you're now the director of fan engagement after going through a, a you know, a variety of roles, like you mentioned. And I want to talk about this, like your exact role with the Myrtle Beach Pelicans and, what's what's going on because we know that fans are a huge part of the sport like of any sport for that matter but as the director of fan engagement what does your job entail so that's that's a tricky question and and i don't mean that you know with disrespect but you ask anybody in in minor league baseball and minor league sports and just in general it's it's vastly different than if you were to speak to somebody that's you at the big league level you know in in the minors we wear a number of different hats um you know, we, we are kind of, it's an all-hands-on-deck sort of mentality, especially if you have a smaller staff than some other teams might have. Um, but ultimately, you know, I focus uh, a lot on our, uh, on three things, our in-game presentation, our in-game show. So the promotions that we, that we roll out, whether they're giveaways, whether they're theme nights, um, you know, what we do in-game as far as the uh, uh, in-game in between any games, skits, um, you know, basically the, the show, the, once the production starts, I work very closely with our um, senior director of marketing and our, and our video production manager and kind of the three of us really orchestrate um, the game days. Uh, so, um, you know, making sure that what I've got going on on the field, whether it's a promo, whether it's a, a mascot skit, whether it's our promo team interacting with the fans, um, that lines up with, uh, what the idea um, behind all the video stuff and the and the lights and everything, um, you know, make sure that syncs up with what our video manager has in mind for that. And ultimately, then I work with our our marketing um, director on how we package that and send that out, whether it's digitally, um, you know, in ad print or anything like that. So um, packaging our show is, is is a huge is a huge thing. Um, the, the second tier uh, is our social media, um, our digital media marketing. So, again, working very closely with our media relations manager, working with our senior director of marketing, um, and working with our video folks to package content, create content, produce content. Think of that content, you know, whether it's, um, you know, it, we want to go beyond just sending out a tweet saying, hey, tickets are on sale for 
XYZ promotion. You know, we want it to be fun. We want it to be in, uh, engaging. Um, you know, social media is such a huge part of, of what we do nowadays. Um, so I get to kind of think of the fun stuff uh, that we get to think of, um, whether it's marketing or, or a player engagement sort of uh, piece, and then how we package and, and send that out. And then the third part of it is our community relations efforts, um, getting our players out in the community, um, having our staff out in the community, um, fundraising opportunities at the ballpark, um, our nonprofit that we have, the Pelicans Community Fund, overseeing those efforts. Um, so it's it's really a it's kind of a three-headed uh, job, um, but throughout the course of the season, you can be doing a number of different things, <laughs> whether it's you know pulling tarp or helping. Uh, you know, be helping with you know, um, appearance duties, all sorts of stuff. But uh, those three, three are really what I focus in on during the season and the off season. Man, that's a lot of stuff to to be in charge of. But I think it's really cool because it sounds like you're you're in a sense you're a project manager. You know, you're you're working very closely with multiple different areas, um, different departments within the organization, and then obviously you've got the marketing background, and you kind of have to do some data analysis in regards to the community. Like, what's going to work for this specific program in this community? How do we get out to them and make it? You know, with social media, there's a lot that goes into that specific job, and that's really interesting to hear uh, from your perspective because yeah, I've never spoken to anybody who's done that so this is really cool now here in in Boise Idaho which is where I'm from we have the Boise Hawks uh, minor league baseball organization and I mean the community here seems to rally behind them you know for because they're pretty much our only baseball team Boise State University is going to have a baseball program in the next two two years I believe is when they launch it but for now that's our only baseball organization and surprisingly we get a lot of you know, community engagement with the Hawks. But when we had the Idaho Stampede, who was the NBA D League at the time, their affiliate, the the Utah Jazz affiliate here, we could hardly get anybody to the games. So we had like two different sports and we couldn't get anybody at the basketball games, even though we had some really good talent. And now we get everybody at the baseball games. I'm curious though, how do you feel like your community there, Myrtle Beach, like everybody around that area, how do they feel for, you know, the Pelicans? Do they have a a pretty good support system from the, the community? Right, right. So it's interesting that you mentioned that. Um, you know, in Myrtle Beach, we're we're somewhat of an anomaly. Um, you know, you look across the rest of minor league baseball, the majority of of teams will, like Boise, um, really rely on their community support. Uh, you know, a lot of the times, sometimes, you know, some of the times they're the only show in town, like like would be the case in Boise. You know, for us, we're we're a tourist destination. Um, we're a we're a vacation spot. We get um, you know, thousands of visitors every summer, you know, once June hits to, to August, you know, it's tourist season. Um, you know, our affiliation with the Cubs is, uh, has only made us even more of a destination, uh, for folks coming from Chicago uh, or all over the country for that matter. Um, so we get a ton of tourists that, that come in and out of towners that come in, um, to, to Myrtle beach, you know, and, and that's great. They fill our ballparks in the summer. That said, we also have a very strong community base and, and the focus over the last couple of years has been to go back and tap into that even more so. Um, and we've done a few different community programs. We have a new local benefit program that we rolled out this year that saw a lot of great success. Uh, we have revamped our school initiatives uh, and our youth program initiatives um, to try to capture some of the, the more younger local uh, markets. Um, you know, so we have a great 
uh, we have a great community here that uh, that the team in the last few years has has reinvested in, in trying to tap into. Um, you know, we do we do a lot for our local veterans. We have a great veteran presence down here. We have a great program that that taps into them uh, to bring them out to the ballpark and honor them. So uh, the team, you know, we have we have our work cut out for us, but the uh, the community support has been great. You know, um, a lot of folks. Uh, you know, get it. Yeah, you know, I think people um, understand what a, a team means to the community, and we've done some programs to give back to our community, and and that's ultimately what it's about. You know, we have we have a responsibility as as the as the pro team in town to uh, to support the community that supports us, because without without the local support, you know, we're we're irrelevant. Um, so it's a uh, it's a tall task. We don't take it lightly, and. and the last couple of years have really shown that uh, we've gone back and, and reinvested in, in bringing out the locals and not only just relied on, on our tourists that come in during the summer. I like it, man. That's very different. I guess it, it all depends on the city that you're working in and the organization that you're with because it seems like it's a little different than Boise, and that's, that's cool. It's cool because that causes you to have to adapt, and it sounds like for your specific role, that's a really important piece. Like you got to know what you've got to market to, um, in regards to the community. And if it's a touristy area, I mean, that you're going to be dealing with a lot of that. That's really interesting. So appreciate you breaking that down for us. Is, is there any like struggles that you, you see with this role? What's like the toughest part about your job? I mean, just talking about, it seems overwhelming to the normal individual who's not like in it, but is there anything that you struggle with or like your toughest part you would say about the job? You know, so I mean, there's always going to be in any job. There's going to be there's going to be struggles. But honestly, I would I would say that the hardest thing, and I think the one the one big uh, caveat to to what we do, and in, in, in not just myself, but everybody in minor league baseball, that I don't think the uh, the general public gets is the time and energy and the sacrifice that a, a staff will put in during the season. Um, you know, we we have 70 home games, not including outside events that happened at the ballpark. Um, you know, sometimes some of our staff will go on the road with the club, like our, 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 our I mean, I mean, it's a, it's a grind, it's a grind. Um, here in, here in, in South Carolina, you get, you get into the dog days of summer and it's 100, 100 degrees with, you know, 90% city. And, uh, you're, you're in the middle, in the middle, in the mid end. We had one stretch this year where it was 14 games in 16 days. And, the uh, the grind was real. It was it was an exhausting uh, you know it was an exhausting stretch of time. And um, our uh, our unofficial office slogan was just survive in advance. You know, just do what you can to get through the day. Focus on one day at a time and just keep keep trucking along. So um, you know, my I, I enjoy my job. I love what I do. Um, you know, the people that I work with uh, enjoy what they do. You know, we're surrounded by a really good staff here in Myrtle Beach. So really, the biggest struggle I would say is just uh, you know getting through a season uh, and, and understanding that there's going to be times and uh, that uh, that you have to sacrifice and times where um, you know you're going to feel like you're getting driven into the ground. But uh, but once the once the gates open and fans come in, you know that that adrenaline kicks back in and you're ready to rock and roll again. So uh, I, I think you know if if there are people out there that go to minor league baseball games. Um, I hope they they can take away that uh, there's a lot of hard work people that, that put this show on every single night throughout the summer, and uh, it comes at the expense of a lot of um, time given up. So, um, 
you know, not necessarily a struggle, but it, it is definitely something that we're all aware of when, when we get into this business. For sure. No, and I, I appreciate you bringing that up because we see, we go to these events. That's one of my favorite things to do is travel and go to sporting events. It doesn't matter what kind of love sports, but you don't get to see the behind the scenes that goes on to actually put that event together, whatever it may be, whether it's a college football game, a minor league baseball game, an NBA game, it doesn't matter. There's a lot that goes on behind the scenes. And then the finished product is basically everything put together. And then the athletes are out there performing, but you don't get to see everything behind the scenes. And I think that's awesome to hear it from your perspective. Uh, what would you say is your favorite part, Hunter? Uh, that, that's another, that's another tough one. Um, I, I think, uh, I'll, I'll go back to, you know, all the time that we spend putting, uh, you know, effort and time and, and energy into a promotion and then seeing it come to fruition um, or, or the time and energy that we put into a new program, whether it's a community-based program or a, you know, a fan benefit program or something along those lines and, and seeing the reaction of the people that it impacts. Um, I'll, I'll, for example, this season um, we had uh, our death awareness night um, where we had um, – we had one of our folks in our front office, our corporate marketing manager, his name's Ryan Canella. He had a, a business relationship with a with a gentleman who um, had a has a deaf daughter, and uh, in an off season networking event, had reached out to Ryan and said, "Hey, do the Pelicans do anything as far as fundraising, and, and could we maybe raise a little bit of money for this?" And uh, to Ryan's credit, he he took off with it. He came into uh, I, I won't forget this ever. He'll come, he came into uh, mine and and our uh, marketing director's uh, office and was like, I want to do a deaf awareness night with specialty jerseys. And, and he was like, let's do it. How do we do this? And it kind of just took off from there. We, we had these awesome jerseys that were, we replaced our Pelican script with um, American Sign Language. Um, we got a ton of national exposure and a ton of people that, um, you know, picked this story up uh, and picked up our promotion once we announced it on, online and, and uh, we brought in former outfielder Curtis Pride, who's deaf, and he ran a, a free clinic for, for deaf kids before the game. We had a, an ASL intro class for our staff and for all the fans to come to the ballpark early. Um, it was just a great, great night of inclusion um, and ultimately what, what, we, uh, what we're all about um, in minor league baseball. And so – those kind of moments are probably my favorite when, when you get to kind of look back at all the, all the, the labor that you put in and, and kind of reap the benefits of it. And you see the lives that you're impacting on a daily basis. Um, and people, you know, people emailing or, or tweeting at us from all the way, you know, across the country saying, Hey, couldn't it be at the game, but I see what you guys are doing. And I think that's awesome. Thank you. You know, that's, that's what this is about. Um, it's about connecting with the community. It's about connecting with our, with fans and people and, and, uh, you know, the baseball takes care of itself, you know, wins or losses, it doesn't matter. It's, it's the experience people have. And that's my favorite part is, is every once in a while throughout the season, you have moments where you sit back and go, wow, um, look what we did. And, uh, you know, there's just, there's no better feeling. There's absolutely no better feeling than that. It's awesome, man. It sounds like you have, uh, it's, it's bigger than sports. It's bigger than baseball. There's a lot of Stuff that you know, we obviously, like I said, we see the finished product, at the end. But there's a lot of things like that. It's 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 bigger than sports, and it's really cool that you get to be a part of that. Um, now, I guess I mean, as a director of fan engagement, you're you're basically doing all the behind the scenes stuff. Uh, do you actually get a second to to watch any of the games, or are you so like you know in, in, encompassed with everything else going on? 
it, it depends. It depends on the game. Um, usually some of our bigger nights, if we have a, a lot of promotions going on or it's a big night where we've got stuff on the field or, or a giveaway, um, a lot of the time it's all hands on deck. So um, I, I don't even really get a chance to eat dinner sometimes. Um, other nights it might be a little slower and, and uh, you get a chance to kind of sit down and, and relax. Um, so it just varies. I, I do say, though, that I, and I tell all of our promo um, team members, we, we bring in promo interns um, throughout the season, and um, the one thing that I tell them, because I was told this when I first started my career, um, you know, on opening day when the two teams are lined up on the, on the line and the anthem's going, you know, try to take a 30-second snapshot and just soak it in and just – you know, try to remember that or, or take that memory and tuck it away and take it out, you know, at a point where you're going to need it throughout the season. Because, again, it is a grind. It is a long season. Um, we're usually running around like uh, chickens with their heads cut off halfway all, all through the game, um, you know. But uh, I try to take at least one moment and, and soak it in. Um, you know, so, uh, yeah, to answer your question, yes, no. <laughs> um, but uh, certainly always try to do opening day and, and kind of remember – um, you know, all the work that we put in the off season and now we're at the starting line. Let's, let's start the marathon. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, there's, there's definitely times where you just kind of try to sit back and, and soak it in. It, a lot of those moments of reflection though happen after the season. Um, you know, that once the last game is played and, and you're just kind of, you know, <laughs> getting a chance to catch your breath a little bit for a couple of days and you go, wow, look what we did. So, um, but, uh, yeah, you absolutely try to, try to take advantage of, uh, of remembering those moments. That's awesome, man. That's awesome. And as a fan of the game, Hunter, you, you know, obviously you've been around sports your, your entire life for the most part, and now you're involved in them as a, from a, you know, from a perspective of a director of fan engagement. So you're working deeply within sports on the back end. Um, but minor league players in any in any sport, whether it's baseball or you're looking at like the D League for basketball or, or any kind of like, you know, they play overseas, they kind of get the short end of the stick is what I always say. Like people don't see how athletic and good they are at the sport, but they're still part of a very small percentage of athletes that make it to the next level. And people kind of forget that. And I believe that's kind of why our basketball team here in Boise, uh, the Idaho Stampede, kind of folded because the fans never they, – they just thought of it as a – you know, a minor league basketball team in a sense, like it's the D league. It's not as good as anything else, but they, what they failed to realize is these were athletes that made it past, you know, the collegiate level. And we're still playing at a professional level. Um, they were actually really good, um, better than the majority of people that play basketball. So I just want your overall thoughts being involved in the minors for baseball, especially like you've been involved in baseball for the last six years. What are your overall thoughts on the athleticism it takes to compete in the minor leagues? Oh, I, I, I will always forever back back the players. Um, you know, I, I think that's a good point that you brought up about the the stampede. That you know, there's this misconception that just because it's the minor leagues, that for some reason these players are, are no more talented than than the guys that you see play, you know, uh, on the big stage. And you know, the difference is that some of them just aren't as seasoned. Um, I mean, you talk about some of the best raw talent that you can see, and and you know. Those all the, all those folks come through the minor league system. Um, you know, there's some really good baseball uh, to be to be had at, at the minor league level. Um, and, and not only that, but it's it's the it's the best bang for your buck too. You're you're seeing professional athletes go out there and do things that the majority of folks uh, in the world can't do, and you get to do it uh, without breaking the bank. I I just don't see how 
anybody could think that it's not the best value um, for your dollar. Um, but these players, I mean, you talk about, you know, them going on a marathon. Uh, you know, we, we talk about it as a staff, but these players, I mean, they, they play the games. You know, they're playing in the 100-degree heat. Uh, you know, they're, they're playing till 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock at night, and then getting on a bus to drive 12, mi- uh, 12 hours. You know, they're doing it every single day with minimal off days in between. And, um, you know, I, I think that the, that takes a, a huge amount of grind to do that and athleticism to, to go out there and perform every single day um, like that. Uh, I think uh, one thing that the Cubs have done, which is great, and a lot of teams are starting to do this, is, you know, they're investing into their um, minor league system as far as um, getting nutritionists and getting the right food and, and fueling the players the right way. So, you know, that just goes to show you that, um, you know, these teams, yeah, yeah, they're not wearing the big league uniform, but they, they value these players just as much as the next guy. Um, and, uh, I've been lucky to see some really good players come through, um, the minor league teams that I've worked for and, uh, who are now, a few of them are, are not playing, you know, uh, at, at the big league level. So yeah, absolutely. I mean, there, there is definite, uh, there are guys here that, that definitely will be playing in the big leagues and you can just tell and, but all of these guys, um, all of the guys that we see, I mean, they're all athletes. Uh, they're they're still in the very very small percentage of, of professional athletes in, in America. Um, you know, when you look at the big league level, you're looking at a very very small tip of the iceberg, um, and the minors are are everything that's below the waterline there. And even then, it's still a very small small percentage of folks that get to do that. So, um, yeah, no, absolutely no question that these guys are are uh, serious athletes. I appreciate that insight. It's awesome to hear from someone who's involved with it. So that's that's kind of what I wanted to get here. Uh, it's just kind of like explain to the listeners. I've tried to do it multiple times before, and I think we're getting to that point where people are starting to understand it, but we just need some more, you know, uh, I guess, validation with that. And so you mentioned you had a couple of players that have come through um, that you, you've seen. Who is the best player you've seen during your time working, you know, either with the Pelicans or just in baseball in general? Ooh, the best. Uh, that's a tough question. <laughs> um, off the top of my head, I'll, I'll name some just in, this is in no particular order or anything like that. But, um, we had, uh, Glaber Torres in, uh, 2016 with the Pelicans. Um, and we also did at, at the same time as Glaber. They were our shortstop and our second baseman in 2016. Um, and, uh, now they're both big league players. And, you talk, you talk about athleticism and you talk about guys that you looked at and they passed the eye test and you were like, wow, those, they're head and shoulders above everybody else. Those two guys were, it were an absolute joy to watch play. Um, seen, uh, I was in the Tiger system for a, for a season and a half, um, in double A Erie and, uh, their pitching staff, uh, is pretty loaded with some, with some talent that's, that's going to pay dividends for Detroit. Um, off the top of my head, guys like Zach Reiniger, who's, who's at the big league level, um, uh, Bo Burrows, um, Spencer Turnbull, um, Tyler Funkhauser. Uh, you talk about guys with, with electric arms um, coming through the system. Um, outfielders, Michael Gerber, he's in the big leagues now. Kristen Stewart's going to be at the big league level at some point. Grayson Greiner was a catcher. He's in the big leagues now. Um, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's hard to pick like the best player, um, because they're all they're all different, they're all special in, in each other's uh in, in their own ways. Um but there are definitely a few 
where you can look at the roster, you look over the course of the season, you go, yep, that guy's, that guy's on the fast track. And, and then when he does ultimately, um, hopefully make it to the big leagues, you know, you're, you're not surprised at all. <laughs> no, for sure. For sure. That's awesome, man. What's the ultimate goal for you, Hunter? Like, where do you want to go? And, and do you wish to continue to work in professional baseball? Is that kind of like your realm now that you have that, that experience or where do you want to go? You were asking all sorts of hard questions. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, that, that, uh, I've tossed that question around in my head uh, quite a few times. Um, you know, there's something about the minor leagues that, um, that I, I don't know. I, I, I really resonates with me. And I think you have a ton of creative freedom. Um, there's not a whole lot of red tape that you got to get through. Um, you know, for example, if, if, if I want to do a, a horse racing promo, um, all I got to do is just go down the hallway and talk to my GM. And, and if he says yes, then it's up to me to figure out how to get it done. Um, you know, there's not a whole lot of red tape there. So creativity-wise, we can do it a lot. Um, but also, just and I'll go back to what we said previously about the team um, having an impact in the community. You know, that, that's a big thing. Um, you know, it's not about wins and losses down here. It's about the fan experience and it's about giving back and being a good community ambassador. And um, so I, I, I love that, you know, I've really fallen in love with, with the role that a minor league team has in a community and, and kind of what we can do um, to make people uh, have a great time for two to three hours. You know, I, I've really fallen in love with that. Um, you know, I think uh, the mine, it takes a very special kind of person to work in, in the minor leagues um, and not just minor league baseball, but in minor league sports in general, um, you know, you don't have the resources and or the manpower that that you would at the big league level. So the people that are in the trenches with you, you know, are there for the right reasons, and that's special. Um, you know, I've met a lot of great people in, in this business, and and I love that. Um, you know, that said, you know, I would uh, top of my bucket list is to to win a World Series ring, and uh, the only way you do that is if you you work in the front office at a big league club and. Uh, and you're lucky enough to be on a team that, that goes to the World Series. So, um, you know, if I never get that opportunity, I, I'm happy because uh, I really enjoy the minor leagues. But uh, ultimately, it would be it would be really cool to have a uh, to have a World Series ring um, and be at the highest level, um, kind of like a player, you know, uh, you know, be at the highest level. But for right now, I'm incredibly content where I'm at. I think we're doing some great things in Myrtle Beach. We have a great staff and and, and great leadership that uh, that really bides. Um, makes it easy for us to buy into to what their philosophy is and gives us the support and the uh, resources that we need to achieve those goals. So, um, yeah, I, I'm I'm a minor league guy. I love it. <laughs> I like to hear that, man. That's awesome. It sounds like you are having fun doing what you're doing. Obviously, you'd like to make it to the next level possibly later on, but right now, like, this is what you're – you're, you're loving and you're loving life and you can tell it in the way that you're speaking about your job and you're, you're also getting to do something that a very small percentage of people get to do because there's a ton of people like yourself that want to work in the sports industry and they just don't know where to start or they don't know they don't understand the hustle so when they start doing it it gets a little too difficult they realize it's not for them you're actually just like the athletes you're that small percentage that actually gets to to be surrounded by sports and you're a sports fan yourself. So I'm happy for you. Is there anything that we can do here, myself, my listeners, anything to help you or help promote your team or anything like that? Uh, well, as, as the guy that sends out a bunch of social content, I'd be remiss if I uh, didn't ask for a shameless plug and have you guys uh, or your listeners give us a follow. Um, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, uh, just search Myrtle Beach Pelicans. Um, our user, uh, our handle on Twitter is Pelican Baseball. Uh, and on Instagram, it's Pelicans Baseball. So uh, 
glad that's not confusing at all. But uh, <laughs> give, give us a search, give us a follow, and uh, you know, by all means, um, send back feedback. Uh, send feedback. You know, shoot us a DM or, or just shoot us a message um, as to kind of how you think uh, we're doing. Uh, a part of what I'm trying to do this off season is is uh, kind of revamp our social media and and, and give ourselves a, a great new uh, strategy moving forward. So willing to take all the all the comments. Uh, and critique that I can get, um, but uh, yeah, that that would be awesome. And to go back really quickly, I, I appreciate you saying that about um, you know people that work in in sports. You know, it it is a very fine fine uh, finite small club of, of folks here, um, and you know that's not lost on on the people that work in work in sports. Um, you know, we're really lucky to be doing what we're doing, and we always know that there's somebody else going in for our jobs, but uh, you know. The support that the sports business community has for each other um, is is tremendous. So if you're if you're somebody that's listening to try to get into the sports business, please by all means reach out. Um, my email is really easy: hunter at myrtlebeachpelicans.com. Um, you know, you can shoot me an email and and let's let's chat. Um, there was a ton of people that helped me when I was first starting out, so uh, I want to be able to to return the favor. Um, the uh, the sports the sports community is a good one, and uh, everyone wants to see each other succeed. So Appreciate that, man. Thank you so much. And you guys heard it from him. If you want to reach out, check it. I know I have a lot of listeners that actually are you know, trying to do the same thing, kind of get into the sports industry, um, make their mark as, as well, so that you, know, you might get a couple, a couple of requests here by some of the listeners. I know that for sure. So, Hunter, we just want to say thank you for you know taking the time to join us and and share your journey and your experience, your knowledge with the rest of the listeners. Is there anything you'd like to leave us with before we sign off? Uh, you know what? It's uh, it's been a it was a fun season, and uh, hopefully, uh, if you guys are ever in the Myrtle Beach area, come on out to a game. We'd love to have you guys. Otherwise, um, you know whatever whatever sport that you're working in, good luck with your season if it's just starting. And, uh, yeah, Shane, thanks for having me, man. This is fun. Yeah, absolutely, man. And for myself, I think I'm going to be, uh, I need to check out South Carolina anyways. Like I got to go back to the South anyways. I got to check that whole entire location. So who knows when I go back there, I'm from the West coast. So when I make my way back there, maybe I'll be in contact with you. Yeah, there's, there's some, there's some good baseball. There's some good, uh, there's a lot of good sports teams out here. Um, so come on out, man. We'd love to have you. Solid, man. I appreciate you, Hunter. And everybody else who's listening, you know, the drill. Make sure you check it all out. Follow him. Follow the Myrtle Beach Pelicans. Check it out, and then we'll talk to you next week. Guys, thanks so much for listening to another episode of my show. Now, if you could go and do me a favor, head over to iTunes, give me five stars, and leave me a review. It would be greatly appreciated. Thanks, guys. Appreciate your support.